characters and conventions and panels and reveals and you know even nfts and just everything that goes on in the morphin grid (laughs) i'm one of your hosts joel and with me as always is kevin and you know before we get started like we do every episode we want to encourage our listeners to find a way that you can be a hero out in the world and make the world a better place um you know, we specifically have highlighted Black Lives Matter, which is an ongoing issue that still needs support, that still needs attention, um, because police brutality is, is still, you know, happening, it is still occurring, it is still affecting people every day. Um, so we encourage our listeners to find a cause that you can help with, to find a way that you can help, whether that's donating money, time, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. protesting if you are able to, and if, or even just, you know, if you can't do like money things, if, if time is an issue. You know, just begin to educate yourself so you can better understand what's mm-hmm. going on and find a mm-hmm. way that you can help at another time. You know, mm-hmm. be a hero in your own way. You know, find a way that you can enact change and make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And with that, we will get started with kind of our news and reviews and everything today. Uh, we're going to start with Dino Fury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because this week's episode uh, that aired on Nickelodeon is episode 14 old foes Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. technically the halloween episode uh for this season Mm -hmm. uh, that all of the nick seasons have had uh this episode is directed by chris graham with a story by becca barnes and alwyn dale and a teleplay by johnny hartman um and this one is interesting because it's a has a huge development that i don't think anyone could have called (laughs) right right um but before we spoil what that is uh well, no, we can go ahead and spoil it. Because, I mean, if you've been on the internet, you've probably seen it and you know exactly yeah. what it is. Uh, Lord Zed is back. Yep. Um, yep. And this isn't just a one-off appearance either. That character is not dealt with at the end of this episode. Yeah. But before <laughs> we talk about that, um, what did you think of the overall episode, though? Because I know it involved, uh, it was Halloween and uh, Ollie being Ollie is like, I don't get scared. Not that yeah. easily. And then the rangers try to make a little haunted house to scare him, a haunted trail. And uh, that's when we find old monsters and Zed. Uh, but what did you think of the episode overall? I, I think it was a really strong episode. Um, I think, you know, a lot of these, like, th- this this does have the clip show aspect that all of the Halloween episodes do have. Um, mm-hmm. Because that is their purpose. They are mm-hmm. meant to be a cost-cutting episode that you can do mm-hmm. real cheap and easily. Um, and this one mm-hmm. is no different. Um if you're watching it it is very it takes place in very limited areas um with existing sets uh but that being said i think it is very strong i think it is one of the better ones that we've had um i think where the clips happen you know it feels a little clunky but they work with what is happening Uh, Mm um but also we're you know the plot line with ollie makes sense for his character and we get like really nice interactions with all of the rangers where like Mm -hmm. um (laughs) My favorite thing is Amelia comes in and she's like, you know, my her costume's gonna be a vampire and she's doing like the Dracula impression. And mm-hmm. she's like, I want to suck your blood. And Ollie like 
cuts her down by being like, that's the weirdest mosquito costume I've ever seen. And Amelia yeah. immediately is like, you know I'm trying to be a vampire. Why are you doing this? Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's it's a very good, and it, like the interaction between all five rangers is really great. It's really mm-hmm. like, uh, it, it, it just, it, I, it was, I really like that aspect. Um, and it's really fun that kind of the villains are also having their own storyline because the opening scene of this episode is Lord Zed running shop on all of the <laughs> existing yeah. villains. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very good and also uh, highlights a thing that I will talk about later on when we get to the panels. Um, but, you know, it's just a really great moment. Uh, mm-hmm. It introduces like our villain of this episode, which is Regal. Uh, mm-hmm which is spelled r-e-g-h-o-u-l like regool mm-hmm. which i that I, it's a good pun look every now and then the monster names are good puns <laughs> <laughs> knee slapper yes hey i like it it's it's better than like when they call them monster or chimera or, or ninja like like we've had worse names <laughs> all right i'm just saying but you know, I've ranted for like a minute and a half now. Uh, what did you think of this episode, Kevin? Yeah, I think the character interactions were a lot of fun. Um, one of the things that we've seen now with Dino Fury and with Beast Morphers is that instead of making the Halloween episodes so self-contained, like clip footage and Sentai footage, they're actually um, having them play into the show in certain ways. Because um, we know, for example, last year um, for Beast Morphers Season 2, there wasn't a second Halloween or second Christmas episode. There were actually other holiday-ish episodes. Um, so I really enjoyed the, this format they're using now that they have those extra spaces. Um, and you know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Ollie really got to shine on this episode and, uh, it was very interesting seeing Zed return. Like you said, no one really thought it would actually be Zed. Um, I know some people thought when the, cause when the episode descriptions came out in France, I think that's when it was spoiled that it was Zed. Yeah. And, uh, People were thinking that maybe it was one of the rangers dressed up in a costume, or maybe it was like a fake thing or something like that, like someone impersonating him. But, um, and that's kind of, I guess, the next discussion point for the episode is that as part of the episode, Regul, who is uh, the main villain, not the main villain, but he's like the secondary villain. Um, he is a alien monster, so he's not a Sporex, but he has the ability to um, reanimate anything from any point in time and any place, and they... Uh, he's able to use compliance collars on them. So the plot of the episode is that Regul has managed to bring back Lord Zed at his most evil and most powerful. Um, and he has him under his control wearing a compliance collar. So uh, Lord Zed is here and he is officially back in the Power Rangers canon. So I think that's... Uh, how do you think about this? Like what? Cause, so Zed wasn't destroyed, like you said. So how are you feeling with the fact that Lord Zed is now a player in the Power Rangers universe once again? Uh, I'm... I'm fascinated by it <laughs> because mm-hmm. it, it yeah it's an interesting thing to do mm-hmm. um, because like this is also like we don't know exactly air quotes when this Lord Zed was pulled from wherever he was pulled from or when he, how he was resurrected um, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people have had uh, issues with the fact that like he doesn't look like a white guy <laughs> um, a la the end of in space you know uh, mm-hmm. But I, I think this this affords a really interesting opportunity for the show because it not only gets to deviate heavily from uh, the Sentai, which, you know, mm-hmm. Dino Fury has done in spades like, at this point. It, it pretty much has, mm-hmm. like, charted its own path. Um, but it mm-hmm. also gets to play into Ranger history in a way that the show has already done with, like, the Morphin Masters. And yeah. it just, I think, you know... 
they just they did a great job. I think the new suit mm-hmm. looks great as well. Um, and oh yeah, even just the like the little bit of footage or little bit of interaction we've had with Zed with the villains and Zed with the Rangers, it, it, you know, it's dynamic. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, um, it, it was really well think? done. Yeah, yeah, it it was definitely interesting because, and I think it's just really funny because this is like the most active we've seen Zed because in the TV yeah. show he barely fought, but um. And again, this is supposed to be a Zed at the height of his power. So he's a little more muscular. He's a little more athletic. Um, so, you know, this could even be before. I'm assuming this is before Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when he appeared. Um, but he's still very powerful. And, you know, I, I agree. I think, you know, unfortunately, um, Robert Axelrod did pass away a few years ago. And so it's it's going to be impossible to have the old Lord Zed voice back. That's just not it's not doable, um, yeah. unfortunately. But I think the uh, actor that they did cast in him um has done a really good job of like trying to capture that even more so than when they had lord zed appear last year in the in the beast morphers clip show mm-hmm. so it felt much more closer um i gotta be honest it, let's talk about the fact that he's still out there because there was a throw it wasn't a throwaway line but it kind of was in the episode when he was like if i had my staff you all would not be able to stop me which is an interesting element because i mean that's where it's kind of part of canon because when Tommy fought Zed back in season three, he broke his staff and then he ran away. So I think because Zed knew he couldn't beat Tommy without a staff. Um, so I definitely am curious to see if, because we all know the Z staff is still out there. They found it in Beast Morphers and presumably it's in Grid Battle Force's archives or it's somewhere huh. where it can't be found. So I'm kind of hoping that we see Zed come back. I would actually be okay with him being a main villain in a season again. Especially yeah. like, especially the way they're showing Zed right now, because he's much more angry, much more energetic. Like this is still Zed, but it's a like a it's almost like a younger, more immature version of himself. And I think it would be interesting to see how that would interact as like a main season villain. Yeah, well, and I also would like to see it just like removed from it and PR and just what it, what they can do with that. Yeah, just like in a that ma- world. Hmm. Uh, I did have the thought though when you were like, yeah, the, you know, Grid Battle Force has to have the Z staff. I hope that set still exists because all I want in life now is I want footage of like Zed like tearing through Grid Battle Force and just like ripping the door off their vault and going in and grabbing what he wants. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, e- even if they couldn't get the Beast Morpher Rangers actors back in, just having them in suit and like having him just like knock them down, that would be yeah. a really. Because this episode did a really good job at portraying the fact that Zed is powerful. He was the main villain of Mighty Morphin for a reason. And it really establishes his power level, and it shows that even without a staff, he's still almost unstoppable. Yeah. It's so. very, and I mean, like, we also get, so kind of, not only do we get clips from Dino Fury, one of the things they do um, when Ollie is the only ranger left standing, Solon comes to his aid and actually gets him out of there um, and convinces him not to fight Lord Zed because yeah. Ollie was fully about to square up. But Solon's like, no, you can't defeat him. No single ranger could do that. Yeah. Um, and we get at, she gets to use the um, device that uh, Mick gave her or mm-hmm. gave them all a couple episodes ago. Um, and mm-hmm. she plays footage from previous like seasons. Um, and they do the similar thing they did during Beast Morphers where they dub over the footage, which like, yeah, I think works in this instance because we're having to establish a new Lord Zed. So by putting that new voice also over mm-hmm. previous footage, it kind of mm-hmm. helps with that transition um, a little bit. Yeah, it's less like there's still a couple of moments where I was like, this is a choice that we're making by dubbing over this. But yeah, uh, I still would love to know the reason why, because there has to be a production yeah. reason why we can't do it. If it's, you know, we yeah. don't want to pay the old actors 
mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just yeah. I'm curious why. So, so the reasoning that I remember hearing about last year was uh, people theorized that because of the format of the footage they got from the archives uh, from yeah. Disney and Saban, um, they weren't able, they're not able to do audio mixing to remove like copyright music out. Um, yeah. So they weren't able to successfully. Now, granted, we don't know the file formats. We also don't know the budget. I know some fans are able to like extract the clips out and like get the voices but remove the music and they've shown that they can do it but again we don't know the behind the scenes we don't know the cost like these are very low budget episodes in the first place yeah so and each episode has an assigned budget assumingly so there may not be the possibility if they're able to afford to do that or pay someone to do that so um i think that was the main reason though is that they can't pull they can't pull the copyrighted music um however they can't pull the music out to get the voices, so they have to just redo everything. Because even like the music and stuff is redone. So because if you yeah. notice with the Beast Morphers clips, it was the original voice and audio. So um, yeah, I think that's been primarily the reason, and it's understandable. Um, and you know, I I know fans get upset by it. I know when the episode aired, uh, someone tagged David Fielding, and he was like, "Why didn't they just ask me to voice Sword on again?" Um, but people also don't realize like there's a budget and a business side to making these episodes and you know for as much as people want to complain like it's a minor detail and something that is still very much a love letter to the fans because let's be real here zed returning it's a little bit of synergy with the comic books and some products that are coming out we'll talk about in a minute but this is really a deep cut for the longer running fans that we've not kind of seen in a very long time like i know a lot of fans are kind of triggered by that and that's okay they have their rights to feel that way but um one thing that Simon especially has been doing is he's trying to make the show not only for the kids, but he's like making them for the adult fans as well. So they can kind of be excited. So um, I, I appreciate that. And yeah, I know there's not going to be perfect things, but you know what? Let's just have fun with it. It's just, it's just a TV show for God's sake. Yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like with the show that has already pulled in things like the Morphin Masters and tied yep. into like Ninja Steel and Dino Thunder and Dino Charge, like, mm-hmm this show has already like kind of ingrained itself in power and power Rangers yeah. history to pull lord zed is just doing that more yeah. so um yeah um, and, and then know, like a tease that for something from the panel they actually asked the actors they were like well did y'all know lord zed was going to be a part of this uh and chance is the one who's like no we didn't and they were all like no we didn't and chance said that like him and kai were together and they were reading the scripts and they got to that episode and chance like hits kai and is like dude, we're going to fight Lord Zed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. even the cast understood kind of how big of a deal this was yeah. that they were bringing this character back. For sure, uh, yeah. I do wonder, too, thinking about 2020, I wonder if this was kind of the setup for the stage show. Yeah. Possibly. That makes sense. That would make sense. That that could possibly have been why. Um, yeah. Because we know Lord Zed was a big part of that. Um, but, I mean, even if, like... Mm-hmm. You, you and I have talked talked about this off air, like when we found out the Lord said like was confirmed, you know, and we, mm-hmm. you know, the French episode had aired. You know, we mm-hmm. talked about the fact that like this would be interesting if they don't even use him next season, like in the second half of Dino Fury, that he instead comes back as the main villain of whatever yeah. the thirtieth season is going to be. Yeah, uh, we'll have to wait we're, and see. We're on that we're on that cusp of hitting that technical like anniversary season for Power Rangers, and you know, yeah, while Power Rangers has never done. I wouldn't say they haven't done great with anniversary seasons, but they're not yeah. choosing my words here. They're just, you know, they are what they are. Um, but it'd yeah. be curious to see what they do with this. Cause again, it is exciting just to have that yeah. option on the table. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I would love to see for a 30th season. I, I would honestly, with what Simon's done with Dino Fury and what I've seen so far, I would trust him with a 30th season anniversary. And I would love to see if they keep Regal on the table, he doesn't get destroyed by the end of Dino Fury. I would almost love to see Zed build his own alliance. And that's the main villain of season 30. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, like like just sorry i'm really excited now because i'm imagining like a set with like zed and sledge and xandrid and you know vengex and like a bunch of main villains all together and like fighting like a team of rangers that'd be a lot of fun yeah oh and uh i, I can't speak to anything but they're they're you'll have to wait till you get to the end of the season to know certain things but um <laughs> yeah. okay well I, I won't i won't say anything more than that but um I, I definitely could see like you like you said there's I mean there's hundreds of ways to bring other characters in um, and I and, you know they, they were very specific in being like well they can pull them from any time in any place so like in theory this Lord Zed could be a different Lord Zed from another timeline or blah 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 blah, blah a different dimension yada, yeah yada, yada like there's they, they were very kind of mm-hmm. interesting in how they chose their words but also it's just again you know, we're sitting here speculating and talking and getting excited. Yeah. That's kind of, I think, kind of the, the point of this and yeah. why it's so great. Exactly, um, yeah. And it's fun to speculate, but then also we, we know, of course, to keep it grounded in reality. And like, we know that maybe it could happen, maybe it couldn't, just to see what happens. Um, another thing, and I just want to point this out before we kind of move on, mm-hmm. a thing I really liked about this episode is it doesn't fully resolve it. No, it doesn't. Uh, that goes for Lord Zed and even uh, Regal. He is mm-hmm. still on the table by the end of this episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I really love that. And I think Dino Fury has been able to do that multiple times where we've seen things not fully wrap up in one episode and t- yeah. move on into another or be yeah. open-ended. Uh, I, and I really enjoyed that. And I, I'm kind of glad that that's a component that they've been able to do for story-wise. Sure. Yeah. It's definitely been a really good highlight of me for the Hasbro era so far. Like, Yes, Beast Morphers was kind of like a Neo Saban product still. Like it was kind of that mm-hmm. transition season. But even that had shades of that where they just didn't necessarily like. Because in the Neo Saban era, there was that mandate of, you know, everything has to be resolved by the end of the yeah. episode, self contained. Like two parters do not happen very often. And then, like, the two parters they did have, they had to fight for those. Um, so it's very nice to see, kind of, honestly, where we were sitting a decade ago with Samurai, seeing where we are now just so weird to say a decade ago and say in the same sentence uh but and, and, and <laughs> i know we're old yeah time marches on eternally um uh, but yep. god that is oh that, anyway. that wounded me this morning <laughs> yeah uh but well, overall <laughs> <laughs> this midlife crisis brought to you by mighty morphin metamucil oh god Power up your well. I'm not gonna go that far. No, please don't go that far. Uh, we're all we're all cut that joke. <laughs> power yeah. up your power up your beast morphers. There we go. <laughs> oh, god. oh my god. Okay. Anyhow, uh, that'll wrap up my kind of our discussion for Dino Fury right now. Unless you have anything else. <laughs> no, I'm pretty much good now. Okay. I uh, you got wow, your we you went, got your joke. Yeah, we got we went 58 episodes without uh any dirty jokes and i think that was a pretty good subtle one so uh, i feel like we've had a couple but uh <laughs> what no we're saints like yeah we're pure and innocent in every way but um <clears throat> yeah i've seen your twitter you don't talk about that I, anyhow this week was or this weekend is hasbro PulseCon. uh Yay. and the uh power ranger panels actually all occurred yesterday so we get to talk about them today um 
well, you guys talked about them. I didn't really get to watch that much, unfortunately, so I'll let you take the lead. Um, but, so, I mean, like, they called them three different panels, but it was really just, like, an hour and 15 minutes of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll kind of go through each section of this. Uh, the first one was the Dino Fury panel, and this mm-hmm. was moderated by Brandon Davis, and um, the entire Dino cast of Rangers was reunited and brought onto this. So we had Russell Curry, Tessa Rao, mm-hmm. Hunter Dino, Kai Moya, mm-hmm. Chance Perez, and Jordan Fight. And during the course of the uh, panel, Simon Bennett also popped up and was there to discuss and talk. Um, and there mm-hmm. was a lot of discussion of like character filming and, and obviously the inclusion of Lord Zed, mm-hmm. uh, which they kind of revealed before the episode officially aired, even mm-hmm. though it was on Netflix, which I just I thought was interesting. They technically spoiled it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, technically it aired on Netflix first in the United States and they have people from the UK joining. So it makes sense. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, you know, talked about the filming of the show, you know, got kind of, you know, character questions with the different actors. Um, and one of the big things is once we got into the discussion of Lord Zed, they did ask Simon, they were like, what was it like bringing this character back? Um, and mm-hmm. Simon talked about the fact that the one of the things they really focused on with the Lord Zed costume that they built was that he had to be able to be physical and they wanted him to be intimidating mm-hmm. in a presence. Mm-hmm. He's like, because if you look at the original suit in the show, you know, it was really delicate. Um, all he could do was issue commands and sit down is the words that Simon used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I really found that fascinating. Um, they did tease uh, kind of with footage for season two of a new uh, vehicle, which if you've seen the toys, you've gotten that kind of showed off as well, mm-hmm. of the Dino Fury cycle. Um mm-hmm which is cool again like we saw the toy really that'd be nice if it was in the show and guess what guys it is mm-hmm. um simon also got to show off the props that he has in his library um which yeah. include a model of lord zed the green Morphin master and the baby pachyzord which will play a part in season two mm-hmm. um, and as they were showing off that little baby pachyzord uh hunter was losing her mind it was like it's so cute um mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how that kind of interacts with the Rangers once uh, that that gets uh, brought into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but this panel was not without reveals. Uh, the first of which was Russell Curry got to reveal and show off the lightning collection figure of Zato. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even had him open it on panel, which I was like, I felt bad for him because I was like, that, those are not easy to open. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> I was like, I hope he had like a tool or something under the camera, uh, but he got to show it off and he was really excited and he, you know, got to hold his like figure and everyone was really happy for him. Um, yeah. But also Tessa got to show off uh, the fact and introduce the inclusion of Izzy in mm-hmm. Legacy Wars. Yep. So um, <laughs> it was, that was a really nice moment too. And she seemed really excited. <laughs> she had to read a whole like um, <laughs> blurb. Like the yeah. like, trying to read the legacy word, like, you could tell Tessa was like, "Am I done? Am I done? Cool, okay." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, overall, it was a really nice panel. The actors got to talk and discuss. They were all really excited, mm-hmm. and really charming, as this cast is. Um, mm-hmm. But of what we talked about, was there anything that stood out to you from the Dino Fury panel? Kevin? Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's really cool that we... I, I enjoy these panels because we get the behind-the-scenes elements of them. Um, mm-hmm. And it's easier to get them because with Comic-Cons, you know, you have to go actually travel. And they're not always streamed. And if they're recorded, they're, like, on a really low quality. Um, so I really did enjoy that. Um, they had that. It was really nice. Um, so, 
definitely enjoyed that um i think it was really smart of them to reveal the zato figure with the actor because it kind of like shows that genuine like they you know i know people kind of think like oh the actors just think it's a show but they have to realize that this is a year in the actor's lives so that it really is special to them and even with the actors that are kind of jaded by rangers it's always good to see um them be excited and be happy and be like oh my gosh here's my figure um and so i think that's kind of cool and you know i'm it's really fun to see um, Izzy be the first character for Legacy Wars for the Dino Fury team. So um, she is in the game now. Actually, I'm looking at my Legacy Wars uh, app. Um, <laughs> she is currently a premium character, which means you can only get her by buying boxes. So she will eventually be put out in rotation with everybody else. Um, there's currently a promotion for the next like three days where you can like buy her, buy a chance for her, and like get the boxes. Um, and then if you buy the, it's really a clever way to do it because it makes people buy them. But, uh, the more you yeah. buy, like the more chance you get to get her, but they also will give you shards of Izzy as you go, if you buy more. So, um, but she is a Epic level character. So that means whenever, uh, she does get released out in the rotation, she won't be too hard to find. Um, so hopefully players can get to use her. She looks like a lot of fun. Um, I really do wish that I could have her cause I've been playing legacy wars more lately. Um, and uh, it would be a lot of fun to use her on my team, but, um, yeah, yeah. Izzy's, Izzy's, Izzy has definitely become one of my favorite characters out of Dino Fury. Like, she really has, I think, become a fan favorite for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah. I mean, and that says something with a really strong cast, because I really do feel like the Dino Fury cast is the strongest one we've had in quite a while. Yeah, and and I, my only thing with the panel was like, I wish they gave everyone else something to have to introduce. Cause like, yeah, that would have been kind of feel- nice felt bad for hunter kai chance and jordan to be yeah. reason they'd be like oh <laughs> like, yeah um, but it's, yeah. it was it's nice that izzy is is in legacy wars um and i'm excited to see more kind of a, you know mm-hmm. potential products for her as well going down the line um, yeah. but i did like in the like trailer for the character for uh izzy and legacy wars that one of her attacks like shows off like the yep. the little tiger symbol appears behind mm-hmm. her which i thought was a really nice yeah. touch and she uses a javelin as well, which is a really nice touch too. Yeah, it's it's very, very yeah. good. Yeah, um, like honestly, I saw the trailer and the fighting, and I'm like, I want her in Battle for the Grid. Like, put her in. Yeah, just do it at this point. Like, yeah, Se- season five or Battle for the Grid two, whichever happens first. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, but once the Dino Fury portion was uh, over, they transitioned into a Lightning Collection uh, kind of product panel, um, and this had John from the marketing department john mm-hmm. from the design as the design director of power rangers bill from design and then jordan one of the designers there as well mm-hmm. um and they started off by showing off the megazord figures that we discussed previously um mm-hmm. and showed off each one the packaging that they had you know the little backing paper that is a vhs mm-hmm. tape um and then they noted while discussing these that this was wave one yep which um, does not surprise me so we will likely be getting more of these. So if you were kind of bummed about the exclusion of a certain Megazord or mad that they included a uh, store exclusive one, mm-hmm. you know, hey, they're doing more of them. So, you know, look for more of these Megazord figures if they're interested in them. I will say they do look better in kind of like the showing off of them versus kind of how they looked in the promo pictures for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah i still don't know if i'll be getting my hands on any of these but yeah they did look really good in kind of this Mm -hmm. section yeah um these would definitely be something that when they clearance them at walmart i'll probably get um yeah i saw the i think the one for me that i like the most is the lost galaxy megazord i think it's really nice looking and i really 
because I had like a Lost Galaxy Megazord five inch figure. I think when I was a kid, I had like the mid figure one too. So that just kind of made my like, nostalgia hit me because I I have a soft spot for the Galaxy Megazord. I don't know why. I just do. Yeah, and I, in uh, I, I think the like Thunderzord looks really great when they showed it off. Um, you know, like paint is kind of an issue with some of these. Like it's not fully painted in a way like like a, a more deluxe figure would probably have. But I think you know mm-hmm. for what they are. Um, for the price point they are, I think they're pretty fine. Um, I did see a kind of snarky comment online about how these are just, you know, reused, like, Build-A-Figures. And I'm just like, but two of these wouldn't have, or three of them wouldn't have had a Build-A-Figure. Yeah. But anyhow, well, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Um, I, that's definitely something that I think, it, that could be a greater discussion later on. But the thing that... Um, people should probably stop to pause about because i've seen a lot of that too this weekend of great another mighty morphin megazord great another mighty morphin figure great here's the thing though hasbro's not in the market to have you get like bandai figures in addition to their hasbro figures because guess what the bandai figures are gone you can find them at walgreens ross uh ollie's wherever you want to go um but they're not being produced anymore and people have to realize that like hasbro has to make these figures and guess what bandai made them because they sell well hasbro's making them because they sell well um so you know what i think just sit down and eat your dinner exactly that's all i gotta say so uh we'll get more into that in a bit uh yeah. so next we'll go into the actual lightning collection uh, mm-hmm. uh reveals so wave 11 has officially been revealed and will include zato the dino fury red ranger mm-hmm. shelby the dino charge pink ranger merrick the wild force lunar wolf ranger and then a cog from zeo as a single release which will include the zeo blue tonfas that were not included with the rocky figure mm-hmm. uh, and i'm gonna go ahead and roll into the next one uh, they also revealed while talking about this that they will be doing deluxe lightning collection figures now um, instead mm-hmm. of having like the monsters as their own separate thing the deluxe line will now include the monster figures and ranger figures with vehicles mm-hmm. and the first of which will be Parantis head from mighty Morphin power rangers mm-hmm. um, and tj as in space blue with his galaxy glider mm-hmm. um, and this was not said in panel but um lightning collection or lightning fig pr on twitter has kind of revealed that looks like each deluxe wave will include one monster and one ranger with a vehicle Mm -hmm. Um, and that will be kind of the release schedule for these Uh, but what did you think of these lightning collection yes so you know we had that leak a few weeks ago and it's right so far so i'm excited to see what comes next um i think for the wave 11 um i i think it's a really solid lineup because you have you know the current season you have a popular female a female ranger and then you have a six ranger and a uh villain figure we, we kind of were hoping that machine empire would get like a monster like a general or something but you know what I, I gotta laugh because i really do feel like sometimes hasbro does like to mess with the hardcore fans yeah <laughs> because everyone was complaining about zeo and blue not having his tonfa and guess what you can get him now but you have to buy a cog to go with it and I know people are kind of mad about that, and I was kind of mad about it at first, but now I'm kind of thinking of double dipping because I was sad that the COG 2 pack only had like one silver because the silver COG is more what I like. Um, so I yeah. think Hasbro did this purposely for people like me. Um, but, you know, if you weren't able to get the Power Morphicon exclusive, here's a chance for you not only to get a COG, an army build, but also you get the Tonfas. So I am sure there's going to be a lot of people on these Power Ranger marketplaces trading like figures for Tonfas or something. Um, so I'm interested to see how far that goes. Um, but, you know... It, it also shows that Hasbro is listening to us. Like, they didn't have to include the Tonfa. They could have just 
not release them. Like, I know for all the shit people give Hasbro, they're listening. They're trying to listen. They're trying to help. Um, yeah, I think and, and, and it also makes sense. They're reusing a mold that they already have to release mm-hmm. a figure. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen with these two packs, they've done that before with the putties, mm-hmm. having, like, the single releases. So this is not shocking. No, um, it's not. People just... People just want to be mad about something, um, and you know they're they have other reasons why they're mad also with this yeah. whole wave. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sure you've seen the stuff about Merrick. Uh, not yet. Why do I have a feeling it involves stripes? It does. Uh, he only okay. has five of them, which is like okay. the the suit should have six. That's the problem. And then of course this starts like the ball rolling of complaining, and people are also mad that his boots are not white, that they're like a pearlescent white, and I'm like. Okay, now we're just being nitpicky. Like, I'll give you the six lines is a, is an yeah. error. Like, by having five lines, that's an error. Yeah, that that needs to be corrected. But, but you know the, what? The, They'll fix it. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe yeah. they Maybe. might not. You Maybe. know. Um, so Maybe. yeah. So anyway, um, if that's if, that, if that's a deterrent, don't buy it. But yeah. anyhow, deluxe yeah. line. We'll continue talking. So what yeah. did you think of Piranha's head and uh, TJ yeah. with the Galaxy Glider? Yeah, I think Piranha's head looks great. I'm actually, I actually am tempted by him. He's the first monster that I'm actually tempted by, just because it looks really, really well done. Um, yeah, I, I think it's smart that they're focusing instead on a monster line, they're doing like a deluxe line, which makes much more sense. Did they say if the Megazord figures are going to be in scale with these monster figures? I believe they are. Is, so is that what that makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be fun to see that, and it's going to be fun to see it come out. Um, I probably, like I said, I probably won't get the monster figure still, because that's not been a focus for me. Um, I think the Galaxy Glider looks really good. Um, I think TJ being a popular Blue Ranger, and this being a way to get him if you didn't get the two-pack, um, is a good way to do it. Um, and I do think, you know, one of the things that I know I know fans are mad about them releasing in space blue but hasbro does this they, they've done it so many times it's not even funny they've done it with power rangers they do it with marvel star wars so just if you don't want it move on but i think i'm excited to see what vehicle combinations we get later on because there are so many of them in power rangers and you know yeah. I, i'm interested to see if they try to kind of limit the vehicle line to be like because it really feels like to me this is what it feels like tj is kind of the experiment because they already have a mold of him and the galaxy glider is an easy one to make because it's not got wheels or functionality or anything like that right yeah i'm thinking they're going to use this to kind of test the, the waters and see okay do these sell because it's easier to do that than to make like a brand new figure mold and then go from there you know yeah which lines up with the leak because the other upcoming figure lines with vehicles are molds that will already be made yep for other teams so you know, I think it's a really good experiment. I think if you really want this, you're going to buy it no matter what. I'm really tempted to cancel my TJ Psycho Silver set and get this instead. And then just wait for the Psycho Silver set to go down in price. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm sure that will probably happen at some point. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting. Um, but it does look really good. Yeah, it does. I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm probably going to double dip because mm-hmm. his face is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm just like... If they do all of the in space rangers with their galaxy gliders, I'll buy all of those in space rangers again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm really. I'll I'll pose them on their galaxy gliders and pose them finding the psycho rangers. Like, yeah. There, there, there's plenty of ways. Oh yeah. If they if they were to do like just a five pack of the galaxy gliders and the combined weapons, like not even figures, I would totally buy that. Yeah. Oh no. And um, that was what someone like was complaining about. But I'm also like, 
they're they're not going to do that until they have these figures released. Oh yeah, um, it'll be like an over the time thing. So sometimes you just have to be patient. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if you want to wait for that chance, by all means. Or if you're you know, impatient, buy these figures. Um, yeah, that's a choice you got to make. Yep. That uh, is. But in addition to the figures in the Lightning Collection, uh, they also showed off the Lord Zed Lightning Collection helmet, mm-hmm. uh, and this is not in it's wearable so in scale with the other helmets um they did mention that the lord said head is bigger because it has a chin area Mm -hmm. so they had Mm -hmm. to make a new stand for it Mm -hmm. um but the lord said helmet also includes a voice modulator so when you wear it your voice will sound like lord said's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it's very cool i'm not gonna lie of all the helmets this is the one i'm tempted to get Mm -hmm. (laughs) same Uh, yeah it's it's very tempting it looks very good um from the pictures we've seen the like silver is like that chrome metallic color that the show has Mm -hmm. um so it looks very well done um and i think of all the helmets so far i think this is the best one that they've done oh yeah for sure yeah it looks really well done and it just it's a lot of fun um I think giving the moist modulator feature is also a really cool way for them to um, let you have fun with it. And I'm sure that we'll start seeing people make some really good cosplay with this helmet. So um, definitely. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, like I said, I, I told, I told it off cam off uh, show, but I was like, if it lowers in price, I'll probably get it um, because it is a bit hefty at $125, but it's a really premium piece that looks really nice. And it's kind of cool to see them not just doing Rangers, so. yeah branching out yeah my thing uh i was having the thought yesterday uh we need a lightning collection z staff now oh like, yeah that, go on ahead i feel like that's <laughs> gonna happen like that's what i find so interesting is like right now this year really is lord zed's year because he's gotten a bigger focus in the comics he's back in the tv show and we've got this helmet now so and he would have had the stage show as his like big thing so i like i said i just it makes me think what are they going to do with zed from here on like there's something they're going to do but yeah you know it's that synergy is really well done right now i think for sure um and the last thing that was part of this panel was they teased a new project that they will be uh coming out with uh soon they didn't put a timeline on it but it is the zord ascension project Mm -hmm. Um, and this will be hasbro's zord kind of their version of the Zord line. Mm-hmm. Um, and they showed off a 3D printed and uh, hand painted version of the upcoming Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Dino Megazord. Um, and the big thing about this is this is the tallest Megazord that they've uh, that's ever been made. It's, uh, it stands about 12 inches tall, is what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in scale with the like 1 and 144 scale, I think is what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, those like Gundam like sets that where you can put them in like a city square and have them fighting, the Megazord should be able to be used with those, is what they've said. Cool. And so if you are a collector of that thing, the Megazord will fit in that kind of line. And like you, you will be able to do like cool little shots with those. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big thing they highlighted. Um, they also showed off that this will come with like mini little rangers that you can pose with them. And they're like little tiny mm-hmm. figures of the Power Rangers um, in each of the colors. Um, mm-hmm. And that like on the uh, actual like Megazord head, you can remove the faceplate. And it has a sticker of the rangers uh, painted as if they were inside the cockpit of the Megazord. Um and from what we understand, this will be, like, you can take this apart into the individual Megazords yep. and then recombine it. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like it poses in a really cool articulation mode. Um, it'll come with uh, different hands that you can put on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and this is in development. They're still very early with it. Um, we don't even have a date, but this is what they've been working on. Um, and they did name drop other Megazords that they would potentially be considering doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they encourage fans to let them know what they should do next. It looks great. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it really does. Like, um, love the Legacy Line one. Kind of a standard toy. This yeah. looks like a next level version of it. I'm oh, sure yeah. it's going to have a hefty price tag. Yeah, um, but it yeah. looks great. <laughs> yeah, I I would expect based on the level of detail, the size, and everything, this is going to be a minimum one hundred dollar, maybe even more. Uh, I'm saying a minimum two hundred. I would yeah. say I, I think this hits the two hundred dollar level. This is like from if it if it has the same amount of detail that this hand painted version has, mm-hmm. for sure it's going to be a two hundred dollar toy. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're interested in this, if this is the thing you've been holding out for. Uh, probably start saving now is what i would say uh, oh, yeah. for sure because i i feel like this is definitely going to be one of those ones that's going to have a like a pretty big price tag but what did you think of the zord an ascension project you know what are kind of your hopes for this kevin what do you think yeah um you know i i want to caution fans first off because you know what people are going to be excited they i think some people are really excited about this some people aren't as excited about this for certain reasons um we'll get into a bit yeah but um <laughs> I really do think that, you know, the level of detail and everything, this is, like, very much... This is made for adults. These are not made for kids. Oh, yeah. Like, this is definitely something that you probably should not be buying your child. Um, There is the lower-scale Megazord models that they made last year that you can get, but I I think it's going to be interesting to see what they come out with and how they kind of modernize the designs and make them poseable. I think there's going to be some Megazords that'll look really good. Um, But the thing is, these are very big products, and they're going to take a very long time. Um... One of the things that we talked about a long time ago on the show was um, Hasbro kind of feeling the feeling the waters and testing it during the Beast Morphers era, where like they're trying to figure out, you know, what what works, what doesn't, what can we do, mm-hmm. what can't we do, and I think this is an example of like their long term planning and what they're doing, and this shows that Power Power Rangers and Hasbro like they have a long term plan for it. It's not necessarily them just being like, oh, we'll, we'll test the waters, like I. I think that's what a lot of people are going to sometimes because they think about when Disney got Power Rangers and then like a few seasons yeah. later, they just kind of like made up the redheaded stepchild. But Hasbro is actively getting involved with the series and like they are really pushing to see what they can do to change things up and make it their own. So yeah, um, it, it's one of, it's one of their crown jewels at this point. Like, it really they, is. Yeah. The fact, they, the fact that they keep putting it online with like on par with like their GI Joe brand, you know, Ghostbusters and Transformers. Transformers like, yeah. Like they're, they're, they, this is one of their crown jewels. They are really putting yeah. stuff behind it. Yeah. Um, what I thought is interesting is you mentioned like it being a modernization of it. They actually, they do, they did mention when they brought this out that they actually used the original uh, Megazord suit for reference. Oh, okay. So that explains why there's some different. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. they're, these are designed to be like as if you, like when you put it in the Megazord form, that it looks like the suit version of it. It's mm-hmm. kind of their intention. Yeah. So, like, again, you know, we, we've got a while before we see what the final product looks like. Looks like there could be major changes. It could, you know, have some paint deco issues, which I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, with Hasbro's, you know, track record, yeah. sure there will be. Yeah. Um, you know, make a decision once we see furthermore. But I, I I'm excited. I, yeah. I would really like to see what they could do with some of the other seasons. And oh know, yeah, if they will kind of cherry pick from other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I... My 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 kingdom for like 
I, you know, a season I don't really care for, but I love the Megazord from Jungle Fury. Yeah, and I can was... get a Jungle Fury version of this. <laughs> yeah, that that was my first thought was jun- the Jungle Fury Megazord. I think the Jungle Fury Megazord, the Delta Squad Megazord, um, mm-hmm. Samurai Megazord, and um, the Astro Megazord. I think those four in particular would benefit really well from this line. I think it would look really, really impressive. Yeah, and if you're able to pose it and like really do stuff with like leg articulation, mm-hmm. it would be amazing. Um, oh yeah. So, For sure. um, that wraps up kind of the lightning collection panel section of the uh, Power Rangers mm-hmm. time. The last thing they did for roughly about 20 minutes was they had a comic book uh, discussion between Brandon Davis and Ryan Parrott. Um, and it was kind of hyping up the Eltarian War crossover that launches in November. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll now be going through issue 16 of both Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers. Well, and actually um, Ryan said it's more than just 16 on Twitter. No, it, no, he was saying it was going to 16. It was originally supposed to end at 15. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got That was the oh, clarification, yeah. My bad. I, I, no, you're fine. Uh, that, that I was going to say, Brian did clarify it because it was originally, uh, the solicitations came out for 15 saying it was the end of the Altarium War. And Ryan's like, ah, actually I needed more time, so it's going into 16. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, nothing too surprising from this. Ryan just kind of got to reinforce the characters he really enjoys to write, and that one of the big things he's really stressing with this crossover is interactions with different characters mm-hmm. um, and getting to shake things up and see characters in different lights. Um, he mentioned his favorite characters to write were Rocky, Goldar, and uh, Squat. Mm-hmm. He's like, dumb characters are fun to write. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he thinks Rocky's uh, dumb. Okay, cool. Y- yeah, I mean. You, you can tell he likes Rocky, though, because Rocky gets a lot. <laughs> Rocky just... gets a lot in the comics. If, you, if, you, if you're if you reading them uh, and you're a Rocky fan and you get offended by someone calling him dumb, he means it with love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he also talked about, you know, kind of the Matt, Kim, and Tommy of it all, and that that will also continue to play forward. Um, another big thing he stressed was the fact that, like, the Omega Rangers will be interacting with the Mighty Morphin team again. Um, and he likened the Omega Rangers coming back to when you leave for college and you go back home and you see mm-hmm. people who stayed and they're just the way they were. Yeah. Uh, that that's kind of a big thing going forward. Uh, and, yeah. You know, they also got to talk about the uh, new uh, Omega Blue Ranger in uh, Yale in Yale. Um, and the fact that like Ryan was like, I just wanted a, a quadruped Ranger. He's like, I wanted a ranger that walked on all fours. He's like, that's what I wanted, and that's why I did it. I mean, you know. Uh, One other thing, I just almost would have forgot this, but a big thing that I thought was interesting that Ryan points out is they talked about the fact that he's, you know, been going into the past of both, like, Zordon and Zed and doing, like, origins for those characters. Mm -hmm. And Ryan does point out that, like, this was not a thing he was going to be allowed to do under Saban. That Saban was very clear that they would never do origin stories. Yeah. And that it wasn't until Hasbro took over... And Hasbro was like, sure, you want to tell the story? Go for it, that he was able to do what he is doing right mm-hmm. now. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're enjoying what's going on in the comics, you kind of maybe have Hasbro to thank for that. Um, yeah. As well as Ryan, who has been crafting all this and doing an amazing job. For sure, for sure. It's And it's really fun to see that, I think. And, you know, like we talked about before, seeing origins for characters that we we have information about, we kind of know who they are. It's, it's really fun to see this. And it's also if you don't like it great you don't you know that's not for you and you don't have to read yeah. it so um exactly you know what though i would really love and i've t- talked about this before but let's let's name drops off from the tv show yeah let's do it let's just 
Lord Zed was once this person. Like, let's do or, it. It'd be or, or if 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 this is a a reconstituted Lord Zed, in theory, Zofram exists outside of this. That version of Lord Zed that was purified will likely be Zofram, and you could bring that character back and have him face yeah. the Lord Zed version of himself. Yeah. Which I think would be an interesting dynamic to bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, and just you know, get a guy shaven bald or put a bald cap on him and paint him blue, and you know, call him Zofram and be like, "Oh, I you know was projecting a human look at the end of that time." You know, do whatever you need to do. I think that would also be kind of fascinating to tie into Dino. Yeah, it would. But you know, again, speculation—just things we'd like to see. Yeah. Uh, so, but that'll wrap up the Power Rangers panel. Well. There was mm-hmm. there was one other thing, so I guess we kind of need to talk about that. But yes, so after the panel, there was a surprise drop that Power Rangers will be having an NFT of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Megazord in the Zord Ascension Project style, but in black and gold. NFT and Oof. yes, this yeah. will be an NFT. You will get the digital NFT, but this will also come with a physical Zord toy that you will get as well. Mm-hmm. which is air quotes their big selling point yeah. um yeah um yeah nft also known for not fucking this yeah exactly <laughs> yes oh my god yes yeah. uh this fucking sucks i'm gonna say it this fucking yeah. sucks yeah this it's... is bad <laughs> yeah um for those of you that don't know um nfts of course are non-fungible tokens that mm-hmm. they are digital files that are copyright protected um long story short it's like taking a jpeg and putting it in a treasure box and then locking the treasure box and only you have the key to open it um Mm -hmm. and the problem with nfts are that you know they are bad for the environment and the fact that nfts have to constantly be validated so they have to remain on an online server and that requires dedicated servers dedicated technology electricity basically for what they are it's very much a power sink and it's Mm -hmm. wasteful resources like that's that's really what it is um so granted even though they don't exist physically the fact that they have to be um you know monitored checked upon constantly looked at and that mm-hmm. their like entire life has to exist digitally mm-hmm. it, it it's just it causes a strain and like you said it's a power drain it's a power sink it, it's it yeah. is not good for the environment it's for not. this to exist it's and it not. will only get worse the more that this is propagated and the more that this is allowed um and it's really i'm gonna say the words it's fucked up in the time where you uh created a figure for a season that's entire thing is fighting pollution and things that are harming the earth mm-hmm. it's really fucked up that at the end of it you uh sell a thing that is doing that uh yeah. it's bad i don't like it i think it reflects badly upon the brand it does Um, and i kind of wish it wasn't getting involved and i understand that a lot of things are getting involved in nfts right now and that includes things like dc comics different music artists uh other brands are doing it as well and it just sucks and i wish no brand was getting involved in this and uh yeah it really sucks i'm just i'm just i'm gonna say it like it was it was a dark mark on an otherwise pretty good panel selection Mm -hmm. and i kind of wish they just hadn't done it yeah it is and the problem is too like i saw a tweet explain this earlier it's also being done because it's the popular thing right now and so Mm -hmm. they're trying people are trying to cash in almost immediately i am sure that this black and gold megazord project was in advance being done and then the nft implementation came from hasbro's higher-ups of like this is selling this is a great way to sell it because people are going to buy this um yeah 
So that being said, in case you cannot tell, May the Power Protect You does not stand with this uh, decision by the company. Um, I will actually nope. be sending in some feedback to the company myself. Um, because you're right, it is very disappointing because, um, you know, there is now, there's obviously been evidence of climate pollution, climate change, and NFTs are also really bad because it does just a lot of carbon emissions due to how, um, you know, even though it's considered a tiny part, it's still contributing to that. And, you know, it's really something that I, I think is just dumb. I mean, you're basically paying money for a, for the right to a picture. Yeah, for bragging rights. For bragging rights, uh, it, it's very much a rich person's thing. Let's be real here. That's what that's who it's for yeah. is for rich people that they have money to blow. Um, you know, I, yeah, the black and gold Megazord is great. It looks beautiful, amazing. It's perfect, but um, it's not worth that. It's not worth knowing that I'm contributing more so because I already am with my power consumption, with my car, with everything else. I know I don't do that much for the environment myself. Yeah, there, there's there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Precisely. But hey, we can make a choice where we can. Yeah, and this um, is and this is where we just uh, yeah yeah this is my choice and Joel's choice. And you know, if you are excited about this, if you really are going to get this, I've seen some people in Facebook groups grabbing them. Um, you know, more power to you, but just do some research and know what it is your money is going towards. Um, exactly. So, you know what? I hope that Hasbro reverses their decision. I hope that they really do think about what it is they've done. Um, and I really do think that, um, and it's really positive to see that a lot of fans in the Ranger community are actively against this. Like people are rallying on Twitter, people are, you know, podcasts, tweet, Twitter accounts, sites, they're all coming out against this. Um, I really do think that the Power Ranger brand team, it was not their decision. Yeah. That's why. Uh, well, and, like, and, and, and there was a designer that works as a freelancer for Hasbro yep. who has come out and been like, hey, yep. this is really bad. This is not okay. You use yeah. someone's design um, without their permission and put this NFT on it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It really sucks. It does. Um, it does. And just in again you know if you have the time uh that designer is also the one who put up the links to where you can email hasbro different people you can reach out to uh even put out the fact that you know uh hasbro has a sustainability like yeah. uh, motto that they yeah. supposedly go by and this kind of directly spits in the face of that if, you, if you're going to claim you have the sustainability initiative and you do this it, it doesn't look good it's just bad um and like i said it i don't want to be yeah. i don't want to end this on a negative note because overall we've been really positive about everything but this just was a real bummer to have found out about yeah um, it is it is uh, um yeah but you know positive note you know enjoy the things you do like um but yeah call out this if you can make them know i i doubt i personally kind of have doubts that this will do anything that hasbro will reverse it Mm -hmm. um they may like take the slap on the hand and like be like we're sorry we apologize but they're still going to collect the money from these yeah, unfortunately they still are um, you know if they really if they want to make it right whatever they make from this they need to donate it to charity to like yeah. to green green related or, charities or to green initiatives that's yeah, what i was gonna say yeah green initiatives charities like and that's what i meant to say um but yeah like, it definitely is something that they can make right still um because the beautiful thing about it is and this is the only beautiful thing is that you did get a figure with it. Um, so you know what? They can still release the NFTs because you're still getting your figure. So legally, I think they could do that. But um, yeah, it's just, it's disappointing. It's upsetting. Um, and I agree. Like when I saw it, 
because um, Joel was able to watch most of this and kind of have it on the background. I was unfortunately not able to, so Joel was updating me the whole time because I was uh, very busy with some appointments and work. Um, but it, when I saw that, I was very disappointed. I was like, this is something I would not have expected from the brand. And, you yeah. know, I really do think that... You know, I, I think a lot of companies are trying to jump on this right now because, and it's true, at the end of the day, Hasbro's a company. They are. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, they want to make their money. And, you know, I know fans get mad about that when they see, like, the, you know, paint app issues, when they see issues with the figures. But people got to realize they're trying to save money and they're trying to make money. It's a business at the end of the day. They're not our friends. Yeah. Um, but it is still very disappointing to see that. So. For sure. But um, don't end on a negative note. Overall, excited for the things that we're excited yeah, about you yeah know, lloyd said coming back are great um just you know this is it's a choice um but it is yeah that'll kind of wrap up the kind of our show for today but before we go i do want to highlight um you know renegade games right now is trying to get out you know despite the kind of global shipping issues mm-hmm. that are currently happening um they are trying to get the uh rangers united wave and a bunch of the other products that they're currently getting in line out to people. Um, we've seen people in the UK posting them. All those look great. I'm really excited to get those and be able to play with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to shout out is Renegade is also has been doing the Day of Destiny uh, actual play live stream for the Power Rangers RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the time this comes out, it will have already aired. But the 10th episode is coming up. And this is the final episode of what they originally ordered. Um the cast has openly stated that they are interested in coming back for a season two of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've not had time to check it out, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. They're telling a really interesting divergent story using the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as a setup. Uh, but it's been really great. I've really enjoyed it. Um, if you're interested in the tabletop RPG, it's really cool to watch it get played in real time. Um, I've loved it. So I highly recommend they have all the episodes on YouTube. You're able to watch them. They're only roughly about two hours a piece mm-hmm. um, and for RPG shows. That's pretty uh, conservative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Uh, so if you are interested in that, definitely highly recommend checking that out. Yep. Uh, but with that said, that will wrap up our show for today. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us online on most social media at made the power pod on Twitter. Um, if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at maythepowerpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, send us comments, suggestions, you know, critiques, uh, or if you're interested in coming on as a special guest, we're happy to have people come on. Uh, if you want to find me online, you can find me at Thespis Punk on most social media. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you, Kevin? You can find me at BridgeMT3 on Twitter, BridgeMT3000 on TikTok, and BridgeMT on Twitch. Um, and like we do each time before we go guys really just want to say thank you for listening if you have been we really appreciate it we love doing this and mm-hmm. we're glad that you were able to kind of get some joy and have some fun with us now mm-hmm. uh, but with that as always may, may the, the power, power protect, protect you, you.